Like Call It What You Want, which we know is your favorite podcast about the beautiful game, Viore is committed to delivering a great experience for everyone, which is highlighted by their new perspective on performance apparel. Everything is designed to work out in, but doesn't look or feel like it. In fact, I'm rocking their Stratotech polo right now, along with their Sunday performance jogger pants, so I can be business on top when I'm on camera, but super comfortable on the bottom. And it's just the best. Fiori gear is incredibly versatile, and it can be used for just about any activity. Running, training, swimming, lounging around, hosting podcasts, doing errands, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. And for our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash call it. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash call it. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash call it and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. And welcome to Dave Sarakin's favorite podcast in soccer we trust. I'm Jimmy Cream Cheese Conrad alongside Charlie Chuck Wagon Davies and Hollywood Heath Pierce. Before we get to our very special guests and my former World Cup teammate, Ben Olsen, who's going to enlighten us about everything he's seen in the game and what he thinks about his former club, DC United, being reunited with Wayne Rooney. I have to let you know that we've been nominated for the best podcast in the People's Choice Podcast Awards. And as always, we appreciate everything that you do for us. So if you enjoy our show as much as we hope you do, then please consider nominating us to advance to the final round. To make that happen, go to podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up and then toggle down to the sports category and find in soccer we trust. It doesn't take long and it helps us so much. The link is also in the description and the QR code is in the corner on the YouTubes. All right, Heath, before we bring on the man, the myth, and the legend known as Ben Olsen, what are you expecting to get out of this interview? What do you want to extract from Benny? I don't know. This guy's obviously a former teammate of ours, but also a coach. So I, I was nervous. So I put on this coaching hat. You can tell by the shape of the bill. Oh no. <laughs> I'm just wanting to, I'm wanting to look, I want him to, I want him to have some credit, but I want him to feel comfortable, you know, in his environment. Right. So I try to come as, as somebody that, uh, you know, can stand in the technical box or at least look like I can stand in the technical box. So I don't know what to expect, but I'm excited, man. All right, Charlie, what do you, what do you want to get out of Benny here in this, in this interview? Well, this is my, my former coach as well. So, Oh yeah, oh, tax time. Right. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. We got uh, hard wow. No, I say that as tactics. Yeah, I'd like to know just in terms of the coaches he's had to deal with on the sideline, who he admired, who he, who he thought was doing a good job um, tactically, and and just kind of what he thought if he looked back on on his his coaching career, what would he change? No, that's a, that's a good one. That that's really insightful. I'm like gonna get teary eyed moment. Okay. <laughs> so without further ado, it's time to bring him on for his tale of the tape. Standing five foot inches tall and weighing 157 pounds out of Middletown, Pennsylvania, he was named as the best college player in the country in 1997 with Virginia University. Even though he lost to me and my UCLA Bruins in the final, he then went on to become Rookie of the Year in 1998 with DC United, who he played with his whole career minus a stint with Nottingham Forest. With DC, he won two MLS clubs, including beating me in the 2004 final to get his revenge from college. A Concacaf champion. Cup and an Open Cup after winning the 2005 Gold Cup, playing at the 2007, excuse me, 2006 World Cup with me, and playing at the 2007 Copa America. I'm struggling here with me, Heath, and Charlie. He then coached DC United for 11 years, winning an Open Cup and MLS Coach of the Year. But his claim to fame has to be on the cover of FIFA 2001. It's Benny Olsen. 
Hey, man, am, how are you? I'm great. I'm so impressed with you and your ability to talk. I've always been impressed with that <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> that was his intro, best one, you, to be fair. That's his best one yet. He went, well, your he, that intro, was are you reading all that or are you just spitballing? Uh, you know, I can't, I can't reveal my secrets, Benny. So, yeah. so here's my, here's my first yeah. question for you. We, we, uh, you had just taken over DC. You're pretty new into your coaching with DC United. I saw you in Philadelphia for the all-star game. You got named as the all-star coach. You're leading the all-star MLS all-stars versus Chelsea. That's right. And it was just me and you. We had like five, 10 minutes together before warm up to sitting there watching the guys. And you're like, Hey, I don't know what you want to do with the rest of your career. Cause I was recently retired. You're like, but coaching isn't it. Like, it's just not, <laughs> don't do coaching. Whatever you do, stay away from coaching. And I, we just laughed and we laughed and we laughed about that because uh, it was a new, obviously, foray in, for you. But but as Charlie said before, I mean, you did it 11 years and, and you won MLS Coach of the Year. So so now that you have the benefit of hindsight, how was that coaching career of yours? <laughs> yeah, well, that, um, it was funny because early, that was basically, you know, uh, about how I thought of, you know, regarding this, this, <laughs> this coaching gig. And, but, but really it was because I wasn't ready for it. Jimmy. And I talk about this all the time though, yeah. the way I got that job, you know, with no real infrastructure, no real, uh, I, I didn't know who I was as a leader, as a coach. I didn't know, you know, my game model. I was just swimming. So <laughs> when you take a job in that manner, it's very, very difficult. And, uh, you know, I, it took me several years to just get punched over and over and to, to figure out, again, who I was as a leader and how I wanted to uh, go about the game. Right. We all have it in here and we all know who we want to be. But then to explain that to the players uh, and to kind of manage up and manage down, it was it was a lot for me for a few years. And, you know, I settled in and, and found a way to survive for a good decade in the job. but. Uh, you know, I, I certainly don't recommend people going right from playing into coaching. You know, if you can find a way to hitch yourself to somebody that knows what they're doing and, and you can kind of be a fly on the wall for a little bit and uh, before you, you take that job, uh, at least uh, I, I think it'd be a little bit easier. Interesting. You know, Jimmy had, talk, Jimmy had talked about uh, Jimmy had talked about this recently that he said that you cut the line. You know, you were unqualified. I did cut the line, <laughs> and uh, so that's why we had to get you on. That we had to get you on uh, because that's 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 the way it was. But now looking back, then so far in 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 your career, uh, do you think that you had more good coaches as a player than than bad coaches based on your experience and the difficulties and the challenges of what it is to to be on the other side as a manager? Well, the coaches were different than uh, I think they are today. I, I just don't think they were uh, – they, they were all managers, really. They I, I didn't necessarily think any of them were uh, tactical. You know, they, they, it wasn't a, a real in-depth look at the game of soccer. Uh, and uh, I think they all managed different ways, whether it was Thomas Rung and Bruce Arena, uh, Sarakin – uh, you know, uh, who else did I have? Ray Hudson for a heartbeat. Uh, so they, they're all just such different. Uh, Tommy Sohn, Peter Novak, all these guys were just managers. And uh, they they managed in different ways, some with a stick, some with a carrot. Uh, you know, we all know Bruce. Bruce was very influential to me and in, in, uh, in probably the most influential coach throughout my career. 
his ability to kind of read me, read the team, what they needed, get the most out of his players, uh, the best players, and that player who was number 17 on the roster to come in. Uh, I always use Mikey Stevens as an example, uh, you know, that, that comes into a role and, and does a great job for him to have success. Uh, so, it, it, but it's different now. You know, you look at the coaches in the MLS and, and you look at the, the data and the sports science. It was just, it, that didn't exist when I was playing. And, and when you, some of you guys were playing too. And Chuck, you caught probably a little bit of both. Probably you too, Heath. Jimmy, you probably know what I'm talking about. Benny, what would you say was the hardest challenge or obstacle in coaching? Because you said you found your groove, but what was the, the, the most difficult thing to learn that eventually you felt, okay, now I'm getting a little bit better at this or I got a, a sure. hold of it? Well, my, my eureka moment was uh, that, that year where we were uh, last in the league, the worst team in the history of the league. Um, but, but within that league, we're, we're talking about this all the time. Sorry if you've heard this story, but we, we also won the Open Cup that year against Salt Lake away. And what it showed me that year was clearly like, oh, shit, I, I need help. You know, I, I am not ready for this. I, I have a lot of work to do. However, there's also a lot of me that's really good in this job and able to keep a team together and motivated and still in the worst season of, um, you know, the, the history of the league, still win a championship and keep this team from uh, kind of folding on each other and, and uh, managing the group. So at the end of the, the, the season, I really did a deep dive into my personality. And really what I came up, uh, uh, came out of it was like, I got to get some people around me that will, uh, fill in my deficiencies or hide, uh, you know, uh, fill in my voids, so to speak, you know, uh, get, get this type of coach to do this for me because you can't do it all no. in managing anymore. I mean, it, it, and now it's even worse or it's even more complex. You have so much data and information and you just have to really get your staff right and understand who you are as a person and a leader and say, okay, this, I'm good at this and I'll, I'll nail this part. But Hey, buddy, you got to do this for me. And I, you know, that's the my role. And you trust other people around you to do their job. And uh, that's when I was, you know, at my best as a coach. What, what, what was the deep dive, though? Like, what was that internal? Was it talking to people? I mean, uh, uh, kind of, yeah, elaborate a little bit on, on what the deep dive was. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was talking to coaches. Um, it was being a little bit honest with myself and, and, and asking players that just went through that with me. I think I even did a survey uh, it was doing some personal, um, uh, some some management. Uh, what are these Myers squibs, whatever? Where you fill out these leadership <laughs> things, and and I had a uh, uh, a psychologist come and and tell me what these results meant. It's one thing to kind of fill this out and get some some notes back, but I had someone kind of uh, go over this, and I have a funny story on this. Is he came back and my results were. Uh, it, it was basically some arrows, uh, some dots of what you were in your personality. And he had done Bruce and Bob and some other people because we had the similar uh, UVA backgrounds. And these guys were all in this other pathway. And I was the exact opposite <laughs> of all them in my personality. And I remember he said to me, he goes, 
He looked at me almost with a sad face. He's like, <laughs> you can do this job. He goes, but this job is going to be hell for you. And it's going to be taxing because of yeah. your personality it is going to be a very, very difficult job for you. And I'll never forget. And that's when I just, I said, listen, I can't do all these things. I have to do me, be me, be authentic, man, manage, uh, motivate, keep a team moving in the right direction. But there's a few guys that I need to, to make me complete, if that makes any sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. And I'm kind of curious as to your thoughts about Wayne Rooney, who seems very early on in his managerial career and maybe is going to be swimming in the same waters that you're discussing, where obviously he's got a plethora of experience, just like you did as a player. And you think he might have it all figured out, but he might need some help. One of the questions before we get into the Wayne Rooney talk, and I want to get your thoughts on him taking over DC. You got to coach him for the two seasons he was there and how you think he's going to do as a manager. But there's a part of me that thinks there's too much analysis and analytics out there. Like I, I remember when we put heart rate monitors on and I was like, dude, I can, I can point out the guys that are out of shape. It's pretty clear to see. I don't need a goddamn strap around my chest to tell you who's fit and who's not. And, yep. and, and so some, I'm like, I, does this, does this information help you? Now I understand that it's gotten even more sophisticated sure. and that they can, they can hit like your top speed and how many times you hit your top speed throughout a game. But even that, sometimes I think it's lost in the weeds. There's a lot of nuance and subtlety that has to be read between the lines with some of this, this analysis. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on maybe too much of the, the statistics and all that crap that's out there? And then, and then give us your thoughts on Wayne Rooney uh, taking over. Well, it is a, it's a tool, right? And, and, you know, it's, it's part of this, part of this equation. And, uh, there's, I think it's great in particular in the scouting department as well, uh, using some of these metrics and data, especially when you're, 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 it's such a big global sport. And, and when you're trying to collect players using that data to size up what the eye test, uh, I think is important. Um, you know, your own team, right? Uh, don't, don't get it twisted. Good players, uh, are, are, you know, you know what a good player is. We see it on television, and that's a good player. I don't care what the metrics say. Uh, getting talent and spending money on high-level players is how you get success. Um, you know, within there, some teams do a really good job of um, coming up with algorithms and uh, finding these diamonds in a rough and, and making less mistakes in getting players into their team. Um, Philly comes to mind where they make very few mistakes on players uh, and they don't spend crazy money, but they seem to get um, the right guys that, that are fit. you allowed, are you allowed to come on here as a DC United person and, and talk about how great Philly's doing or yeah, that, in their know. academy? Uh, no, they don't, <laughs> Hey, they don't play the kids right now. Anyways, you, we can, we can right, talk right. about it. I, you know? I just want to make sure we're on the same. Page. Yeah. 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 I, I can, <laughs> Yeah, I'm for I'm far enough removed, I think, to, to, to compliment other teams. I'm a big fan of Jimmy, and I'm from Pennsylvania, so that's true. Uh, but uh, yeah, again, I, I think you can overthink it, and I, I think when you're around this game as much as we have been, and we watch enough soccer, and we've we, we've been in the locker room, we know what training sessions look like, and um, and uh, that you can sometimes you can overthink it for sure. Do you think that your your evolution as a as a person, right? Uh, team, you run into a teammate now that you haven't seen since you played together. You'd been in the trenches. You'd been out on nights out together. You'd been through all these things. Do you think that you're, you have become somebody very different since you've stepped onto the managerial side in terms of just 
you know, in terms of your personal growth, like, do you think you still got that locker room in you? You still got that dog in you uh, that people are saying, or, or is it, uh, or is it Benny Olsen, the the manager, the front office guy? I mean, I mean, who are we talking? I dressed as a as a coach today because I wanted you to feel comfortable. I yeah, 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 yeah. Am uh, I acting too much like a coach? Is that is that what that? Oh saying, my god! You talk like a coach right now. You talk like uh, a coach. Uh, when you're asking coaching questions, I mean, Listen, if you want to talk I'm about night outs, let's talk about <laughs> night outs. <laughs> I'm just asking, just in terms of like your growth um as a person do you th- you know you talked about going back to being the one that 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 you know you got to be you you got to do you do you think that you've still ch- uh, changed it all within all that or is it just the same core you and you build a team around you no I, it's still core me i i you know b- being authentic and 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 maybe charlie could back me up maybe he's you know he thinks i'm full of shit but you know being <laughs> authentic was is never been my issue you know I, that's uh, I don't know any other way to be, um, you know, of course I've gotten older and I've evolved, but, uh, I, I uh, no, I, I think that's one of my strengths as a leader and coach is, is my authenticity and, uh, being deep down who I, who I am and who I always have been. Uh, but you know, again, the, the coaching job changes you, 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 it is a, the managing players and, and doing that for 10 years. Uh, constantly without any real uh, lapse there in time to, it, it was, uh, it was, it was a long stint. And, uh, but I, yeah, it was, it was enjoyable. I, I would say, you know, early on, and I, I always tell you how grateful I am that you gave me that opportunity to play again. And, um, you know, I, I was never the same player as I was before the car accident, but I, I figured out a way to still have success and just grind. Every day was a grind. Every week I had to give, twice as much as I used to have every, every week. And, and the recovery process was so difficult, but I'd say early on, it was just trying to find the balance between, you know, former, former teammates, friends mm. and coaching them and manage them and, and have not blurring those lines. I think that was probably your biggest challenge, but you were always authentic. I mean, that was never the, that was never the, the an issue. Um, wh- what I would say is where, where are you on trainings in major league soccer? Cause you know, it goes from manager to manager. Is it, is it too lax? You know, Bruce arena does like what a lot of managers would do of the older generation. It's like Sunday, Monday, you play Saturday, Sunday, Monday's off. Tuesday is like a light day. You're getting back into it. Light jog. You might play a little bit. Wednesday is like your hardest day of the week. Maybe you play two 11, uh, 11 v 11 games, 15 minutes each. Maybe there's a little bit more tactics and Thursday is another light day. Yeah. And Friday is a walkthrough. Then you yeah. play the, the game Saturday. Do you think it's, for Major League Soccer to take it up a notch, you got to be a little bit harder during the week, or you think that's that's the old faithful week? We, yeah, the old, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I evolved. I mean, you know yeah. that that's how I started, right? Those were my influences, and that's what I knew what a rhythm of a week looked like. Uh, really basic, and uh, but that's where I think sports science really did help me in getting the right people in here uh, to uh, the sports performance side has really evolved in maximizing and getting guys ready to fly on game day. I think that has changed. Um, you know, Thursday, I always thought, believed in that Thursday, you barely do anything, right? And you come up a little bit on Friday, but, you know, 20, you know 48 hours to game time, like, you know, you, you, muscles just can't recover. So we changed that as we went. Um, and, of course, it's a feel, too. You, you lose – Two in a row, and you know, you, you know, you might have to mix it up. And 
throw a little volleyball in there or, you know, it, it, it's always a feel. It's always a feel. You know, you can, you have your structure throughout your week, but there's weeks where you, you have to twist, twist some things up and, and, and make sure you're understanding the, the mental side of this as well through a long MLS season. Summer's a grind. Summer's a mess, as you remember. Mm. Uh, so, so if if you're not not mixing it up and keeping this thing fresh, it can be a long season, and that's a real art. You know, some coaches really understand that 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 rhythm I, you know, and when to change it up. I would say you, you talked about that 2013 season, rock bottom, horrible. But you win the Open Cup; it's a nice trophy. But the following season, you you're top of the Eastern Conference. That's the biggest difference. From the the points total of your 2013 season to 2014, you, you 40 42 points, I believe. Yeah. So that's still a record. You really hadn't coached a proper star. You had D Rowe, he won MVP, incredible. But Wayne Rooney comes into town. Did that really change your viewpoint on trainings? How 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 influential was he with with trainings? How you managed? You know, were you having any conversations, or it was like Wayne, I'm the coach, you just do your I, thing. Wayne was easy, man. Yeah. Wayne was, Wayne showed up, you know, and he just played. He, he just loved the game. He loved playing. Uh, I think he enjoyed our training sessions and, you know, he, he, Wayne didn't overthink the game. He wasn't one of these guys coming in saying, Hey, you know, let's change our structure. You know, this, he, you know, uh, he was, he, for, for a superstar, uh, and a player with his resume, uh, he was a very easy guy to manage. And, um, because he was a good teammate, he trained very hard, uh, and on game day the lights came on, and he just put on a show. And he 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 made he he created moments, and that's what these big time players do in the big time in the big moments they make the difference. And that's why you see when these guys come to our league, uh, they, they they still end up holding trophies and and are, are able to week you know week in week out make make the plays that matter and, and get points. Okay, so how do you think he's going to do as a coach? I'm going to put you back on the spot here. Yeah, but that's uh, fine. Um, at first, you dodged you know, me early. You dodged me, dodged it earlier. Uh, he's I, pausing. I that's what, a long. That's a long dramatic pause. Because because you don't know. <laughs> yeah, Nobody yeah, knows. Yeah. Nobody yeah, what are you what are you reading up on that wall that you're looking up on the wall? What are you reading? <laughs> <up> <laughs> <laughs> he's looking at he's looking at one of his paintings. He's <laughs> looking at a Ouija board. He's looking at Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry struggled as a coach, so you know it's not it's not for everybody. Despite your playing resume, it's not. What he did at at Derby was impressive to me, and. There's there's a mystique about him, and I, I think he's been a winner all his life. And I think that uh, his resume and former player that comes with him, right? And that always gets you in the door. Sometimes you talk about me skipping the line a little bit, right? Sometimes that gets you in. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean you get to stay mm-hmm. in, in in the world of coaching, as Thierry and, and some of these people have have found out. Uh, so. But I know Wayne enough to know that he loves the game. He's a soccer junkie. Uh, he's highly competitive. I think he, he's he's sharp tactically. The times we've had discussions, uh, you know, he's certainly been around. Uh, you know, some of the great greatest managers the game has ever seen, and uh, I, I think he's also as 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 good as he's going to be tactically and things like that. He's also not going to be overly complex to kind of a little bit more what we're used to is like 
No, guys, boil this down. This is sometimes it's just effort. It's fight. It's will. Uh, it's, it, you know, it's getting stuck in all these things that I think he's also going to have that are still so important to winning games and getting a group to, uh, you know, bring their best every weekend. I, I think he has a nice balance of that, of, of you know, the, the, the nuts and bolts, but also tactics. So I'm rooting for him. I, I think you know, right now, frankly, it can't get worse. Uh, it's been a long, <laughs> a long year for the club. And it's been tough to watch at times uh, because of the um, just, the, you know, the turbulent nature of it all. And uh, you, you guys know me. I'm still a romantic with the club and uh, I still root for it and, and, and want it to do really well. So uh, I, I do think he's going to be able to maybe bring some uh, a different level of player to the club as well. And uh, he's got a probably a better Rolodex than I had. Uh, <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever have a go at him? Do you ever have a go at him? In, in training or after a game? Did I ever ever go at Wayne Rooney? Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure him. that would have been the greatest <laughs> managerial move uh, there, Chuck. But yeah. What would have, what do you think would have happened if you did the the usual where you pull him aside before training, say, listen, I, I gotta set a little bit of example today. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna light I'm, you uh, up. Yeah, I'm gonna light you up because I need everybody you. to feel like you know, no one's a, no one's above the law here, and you're a, you know, you're a great leader, and I think you can take this one on the chin. For He's me. getting what a proper you, headbutt. He's getting yeah, a proper you, headbutt. You, you think so? Yeah, uh, I think he would have been fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he okay. would have been fine with it. He'd be yeah. like, All right, yeah. "I got you, I got you." That's yeah, he, again, he he's a team guy, man. His the, the, yeah. teammates loved him, and uh, he, he was again super competitive. He he gets it, you know. I think he, he never put me in that spot either, which was, you know, he, I, I've heard uh, you, we all we've all heard, and some of you guys shared locker rooms with some nightmares, right? Some some guys that oh, yeah. did put did put coaches in those spots that had some real cachet and came into this league and uh you know he he was uh he, he never put me in those spots are you talking I, about I, rafa mark i think he's talking about rafa no, marquez well, i don't is, know if he is, is i don't this know is the, this is the thing I'm, i i i was getting to is that when i got traded to the red bulls hans bucka pulls me inside one day and he's like listen you know when i first thierry first comes in i talked to arson wenger you know, I'm talking to Pep Guardiola. I'm talking to all these people, trying to get advice on how to manage Thierry Henry. And <laughs> and he goes on to tell me, like, he's asked all these things, and each one of them said, like, hey, we had the option to keep them. We moved Thierry on when we thought that he was whatever. Basically saying, like, once he gets to that point, there's nothing you can do. So then Hans Baca turns to me and is asking me, like, is there anything that you can do to help in this team uh, with Thierry? And I'm like, dude, I just got here. I got – there's nothing I can do to help. Like, it was like – he was, like, pleading to get this guy on board. Obviously, Thierry was – a little bit of a, a anomaly, but for you, Ben, I remember a January camp and it was, you were in camp and Freddie Adu was in camp. And this is during peak Freddie hype time. And I remember it was the first day of training that we were actually getting into it. And you absolutely laid him out when he took a second touch. And I remember <laughs> your teammates. And I remember thinking like, wow, there is no love lost for this guy. Who's going to have to go through the trenches of, of making it as a player. Uh, that's a memory that sticks out for me being in camp with you, just the intensity of that and the fact that like this guy is coming from the same club but wasn't given a free pass. What What's your favorite memory, I guess, of your experiences as a player that, that you can call upon, whether it's with the national team or the club level? Because that's that's my favorite one of you of just seeing – I mean, Freddie flew. He flew uh, <laughs> on, on a tackle. But like, what do you have one memory or, or a memory or a story to share that, that, that sticks out? 
regarding Freddie or just in general? No, no, just for you. Just, yeah. just in general. Yeah, just a, a memory that you because you're you're so much in the the managerial world now. I don't want to sure. I don't want to lose sight of you as a player, which was fantastic. Yeah, thanks. Um, I, you know, my my favorite days as a player was was when I just turned pro and went to this team that was so well oiled. I mean, you're talking. Parks, Echeverry, Moreno. I mean, people mm. forget about this team. Agus, Yamosa, Pope, Richie Williams, Tony, Tony Santa, yeah. right? Uh, Bruce Arena was the coach. Um, it, it just went down the list. You're playing with a national team. And I, you know, for me to have that roll of dice and to jump into that atmosphere and to learn from those guys and, uh, you know, it, it gave me such a leg up uh and to to learn what winners look like and and uh just be a part a cog in that machine those were my favorite days man those those were great and they you know talking about me hitting freddie they used to light me up um and i'd come <laughs> in and I, and I thought i was the works i'd come in there strong and mm-hmm. i was a little bit arrogant as you probably remember um and you know they would they would light me up but those were those were great days in the in in the uh, for that club and obviously holding all those trophies. Uh, you know, I learned a lot of lessons that way. I don't know if that answered your question. Heath, no, it is fantastic. Who, thank you. who, who, who are you most impressed with in terms of, of players that you've played with and against in major league soccer Play, players with, uh, yeah. the, the one guy that it was unsung during those days is Richie Williams. He was a guy that, you know, was really the glue to a lot of those successful teams uh, that 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 place didn't work without him, and uh, n- not only what he did, but his communication was amazing. I mean, I I was a player that would fade in and out, especially out wide. It was hard for me to concentrate for ninety minutes, and I, it's it's almost as if he he could smell that in me. And right when I was fading out, he's he's bringing me in, and uh, he he was a he was a, a huge uh, contributor to all those successful games. Obviously, Marco and and Jaime was. You know, the, these these two were very, very special. Um, Ryan Nelson, you know, then, then we get into that next generation team of success. Aleko was, you know, cut, cut short, but he was a, he, he would have had a uh, an unbelievable career. Ryan Nelson, again, was a, a real stud. Um, you know, national team, Jimmy Conrad. <laughs> no no so, so creamy cheese no not cream cheese cream oh, cheese right. that's how i'm known here on the pod that's how much i've evolved as a person i've now went from like respectable player hard worker to to cream cheese here uh, in the media world my question is uh well first and foremost i i referenced that mls team that you played on with dc a lot because back when people try to compare and contrast that team everybody starting on that dc united team played for their national team now, when you look around MLS, maybe you got three guys that are national team players. Yeah. You know, per- except LAFC. Uh, yeah, well, they're certain. Well, Miami's rules. trying to spend all the money to, <laughs> to do that themselves. They <laughs> just, maybe, you know. maybe the average is a little bit higher. But uh, so we've given us some good stories on, on the on the club scene. How about on the the national national team scene? I know you, you joked around with me, but there was there was 2006. You and I were sitting next to each other for that opening game against Czech Republic. And and when Jan Kohler scored in the third minute in the first game, we both looked at each other like, "Holy shit, these guys are good!" And uh, this could be a long game for us. I mean, that the we didn't you know, obviously you don't want to make any facial reactions on the bench. You don't know if the cameras are like throwing at you, but it was kind of like, "Oh, like the hand in the mouth, like holy god, these guys are amazing." That was maybe one of the best national team performances I had ever seen 
playing yeah. or or being on the bench uh, against the U.S. It do you was, remember? It, do you remember that yeah, moment? Because it was yeah, crazy. I remember it happened quick, and they were nasty. And they we, were nasty. you know, you and I had good seats. We we had really <laughs> good seats for that. <laughs> I joke, I was hanging on to the plane to go to Germany. I was like the last <laughs> guy on that plane. Um, uh, but I, I tell you a funny story about Italy. I don't know. Did, did you played in Italy? I, you, I did. I did play in that one. Yeah. No, no, no. I came on. Remember, because uh, Eddie Pope got a second yellow, and I came on at half, basically right after half. Okay, so, yeah, oh, so is that so? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's when he didn't get the Italian jersey. He said, that, oh, that's right. I, I got, a, I got a few stories about that game. I was going into that game, Jimmy. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, they get the red card, right? Yeah. Uh, De Rossi yeah. gets the red card, and we're up a man, and I'm sitting on the bench just enjoying the game. I'm like, I got this game. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I was having a blast and we can't, for some reason, Bruce is upset that we can't get service and we're not getting enough joy out of this, you know, uh, being up a man. He, and he yells down, Ben, get ready. You're going in at right back. <laughs> right back. I've never played right back in my entire life. And he's telling me I'm going in at right back in the world cup, uh, for my, for my uh, debut. So I, I I floated out of my seat. Now I'm warm in like 30 seconds. I'm so fired up. I was the in. same. I warmed up in 30 seconds as well when I knew I was going in. I, I didn't even need to do anything. I was ready I to go. I sprinted. Remember Pierre, I sprinted 50 times like in a row, just back and forth in studs on turf. My back was hurting. Anyways, uh, so I was going in, man, right back. I would have changed the entire, the entire World Cup that we had. We would have won – and we would have probably at least made it to the semis, but uh, and I would have played right back for the rest of my <laughs> life. However, Pablo, Pablo goes and gets a red card, and as he gets the red card, I just stop running and I just go <laughs> sit down. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, they're, I'm probably not going in against Luca Tony at this point." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that was uh, that would have been great. It might have changed, changed the history of U.S. soccer. <laughs> oh, that is so good. Is there is there a, a for you? And this is something we ask everybody. Um, and and doesn't need to be the last question. We usually make the last question, but I'm just curious now. Uh, is there a jersey swap that you had that you were most proud of, or one that you got? You know, I've I, I've I've shared the story of of all, the entire Spanish national team all telling me they're giving it to their grandmother uh, and saying no to me, basically going straight <laughs> the whole, straight down the supply chain line. Was in there the anybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there that, was there that's, anyone that's that, that, a slap that, to the face? Yeah. That's was there one. anyone that that blew you off, or anyone that you wished you got, or one that you're proud of that you got um, during your career? I, I I've had some good ones. Um, you know, Raúl was cool, and most people have been good. You know the old David Beckham story. You, you guys probably remember that one? No, I got a lot. I no. got a lot of shit for that one. His first what, game what, was at his, his first game was at RFK, and um, it, it, and he he came into the match and it was on live television, of course, when he was at LA, and we smashed him because it was 130 degrees. And, <laughs> you know, they, they, so, anyways, after the game, of course, the cameras to him, and I'm running by him, and I, 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 I like jog up to him a little bit. I'm a little bit ashamed that I like jog up to him, <laughs> you know, change jerseys like David Beckham, right? And uh, and he does it, you know, he gives me his jersey, but the whole thing's on television, so I'm like, I look like 
that guy. <laughs> and, uh, so it, it's it's still it's 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 in your closet. So it's in your. I don't even know where yeah. I don't even know where they're all. They're on a big box. But Raul uh, Apia, I remember Apia taking his off at the Ghanaian yeah. <laughs> game, yeah. and it was like. <laughs> it was just like he, oh yeah came right. out of him it was just like i was like i, I didn't want to take my shirt off <laughs> i felt like dude i'm not taking my shirt off <laughs> you're twice the size of me uh there, there's a lot of them i've been i've been lucky enough to be you know in into some playing against some 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 wonderful players and uh i didn't get one in that argentina game no, they didn't. They weren't trained with anybody. No, I didn't get one no, either. But Eddie got one at halftime. You remember that? Eddie I, I, I traded with Kelman. Carlos it, Tevez at halftime. Eddie's at half the best. Eddie had it all figured out. But he did it on the field. I think. I don't think he no, no, didn't. He say was, he did it on the field. It was, coming, Bob, it was Bob coming was into the him. tunnel. I, yeah. I was. I was like, this guy's training jerseys with. Of Tevez course he did. The tunnel. Yeah. And he comes in. Bob's like, Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He said that at halftime. I remember yeah. Bob. Bob was pissed at halftime. The halftime was weird against Argentina. It was only one-one at that point. We well, Bob first. brought it up, saying also we got people changing shirts at halftime. And <laughs> yeah. It's not not exactly a mystery at that point who he's talking about. It wasn't like there was a whole team of people changing shirts. I said that at halftime. Eddie, Eddie had Eddie had the jersey like on his shoulder. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you got to capture moments, man. You got to capture moments. That's right. Yeah, man. He, and, and you talk about teams you play against. That was like a. That's a dream team a video game when you see yeah. that whole starting 11 in the, their bench god that was a yeah. that was a fun group yeah you played against raquel may it was like ben olsen versus raquel may it was similar similar style similar players very similar <laughs> very similar um in terms of coaches that are, are are managing teams right now who are you most surprised that has done you know a really good job that you may have been like, not not so much like you're shocked that they can coach, but you're like, wow, <laughs> That's they've a tough question because I'm gonna throw, I'll be throwing someone under the bus there, Charlie. No, but uh, that you've been really impressed with that they've done. Well, a really I'm good not, job. I'm not, su- I'm not surprised at all. Uh, but I love seeing what Pablo's doing right now. Um, mm. One, I'm just a, I'm a big fan of him and his management style, and in some ways, I feel. Uh, you think he manages the same way as you? I feel I feel like a kindred spirit to him, yeah, and, and, yeah, yeah. and certain managers in that ilk. Uh, so uh, I I am excited that he's got this opportunity and 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 the journey he went through, where he went back and and he evaluated, and he came back as an assistant coach, and then came here, and now he's such a better coach for. I'm sure he'll tell you of going through what he initially did in the same way as me is going into something where he's not necessarily ready. You, you, you take your lumps, you learn a little bit, then you go back, you appreciate the game. He comes back, uh, it learns a little bit uh, through licensing and, and dealing with other coaches. And now he's getting his shot. And um, it's a really neat kind of, for me, it's a neat thing to, to, to watch, but it's a very interesting league to coach in. And I say this mm-hmm. all the time. I think it's a difficult league to coach in. Uh, I think you, you see, it's, it's nice to see the American coaches still uh, kicking ass and, and, and some foreign coaches coming in and, and doing well and, and bringing, um, a, 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 you know, different structures and tactical, uh, you know, strategies that again, make it really difficult for a, a coach every weekend. You're dealing with a different type of structure and coach and from anywhere in the world. 
uh, and three back, four back. You know, it's it's different every week, and you have to prepare in that way. Uh, I think more so than a lot of leagues in the world. What, what, what's no. what's next for you? Like, what do you what do you ultimately in the end? What's the dream job for you? Knowing everything you know now, like ultimately at the end of the road. That's a great question, Charlie. I wish I had the answer for that. Um, but I, I, you know, I took a, I took a a a job uh, about a year ago with the spirit in the NWSL as the president, and it was fascinating because you know I, I lived in this lane in the men's game and as a coach for ten years, and then I jumped into this president role, and. And and then ended up being also the general manager. So I got this other look at the game of soccer, whether it's infrastructure, uh, marketing, HR, right, um, ticket sales, all these other things that you know I had no. I, of course, we knew they went on, but I had, I didn't know anything about them. So it was a fun crash course uh, in the other side of sports. A, a, a professional sports organization. So it gave me a really a, a taste of all these other things, including the general manager role. Uh, so um, I'm using this time to still at 45 years old, evaluate what I want to do for the, the rest of my life. And as you, you guys know, I, I, I spent a lot of time in my studio painting uh, and, and that's a real, uh, that's something I'll do for the rest of my life. I, I, I enjoy it. And uh, it, it's nice at my age to get better at something and push yourself. That uh, is a different lane than what you've lived in all your life. And I'm sure you guys are doing that in different different avenues yourself. Uh, so I'm just throwing a lot of darts right now. I'm doing some television just to uh, see what that looks like. As a, as, a, as a player, I said, I'll never be a coach. As a coach, I said, I, I will never be a pundit. I'll never be on live television. <laughs> so I continue to just lie to myself throughout my whole life. <laughs> and, and, and so now, um, you know, I, I'm going to give that a try and see if I'm any good at that or if that catches. And I'm open. I'm open to, to a lot of different things right now. All right, we're here with Ben Olson, Waxing Philosophic with us. Before we let you go, and we appreciate your time, Mr. Ben Olson, you were on the cover of FIFA 2001. We don't get too many cover stars here. No. Kylian Mbappe has... Still has not uh, agreed yeah, to come on the show. show. No, that's Echeverry. That's Echeverry. That's not. not it, it's kind of like you and Echeverry mixed in. If you're watching this on the YouTube's, go look at the 2001 FIFA cover. So they get EA comes up to you and says, "Do you want to be on the cover?" Which we don't see very often with like a you know a holding midfielder, a central midfielder. But there you are, and there's a there's a jinx with the Madden cover. There's all these jinxes with some of these covers at times. Tell us, like, you get this, now you're on the cover. Do you feel like this extra amount of pressure for having to be the guy now that you're you're the big guy on on, uh, on this cover? I didn't. I, I didn't. Uh, I, I heard about the jinx. You know, some people said something to me about it uh, after I did it, of course. Uh, and uh, But I, I didn't care. I mean, I was, for some reason, I, I was, I was kind of the hot young thing at that point, like this young kid that out of college and, uh, there wasn't a lot of competition for people in, in America to, to get on FIFA. They gave me five grand for that, and uh, that's it. What, that, I'm sure today's standard, it would be – who that, knows? That was, big, that was big back then. Oh, right? dude, are you kidding me? I was I was pleased as punch. I was like, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> and, uh, By the time it got to Mo and Sasha, I think it was up to like 75, which was uh, just a few years later. So they started filling <laughs> that up right after <laughs> I think it got there pretty quick. It didn't help that mine was for Sega or Atari. Uh, yeah. uh, but, but that, that was, also, that was fun. 
We appreciate you, big man. It's always great to spend time with you. We hope you come back and join us soon. Though you might be bigger than us at some point now that you're on TV or you're this big famous star. No, 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 no. Guys, I've been listening to you guys. You guys are doing a great job. Uh, Three of my favorite uh, guys in this game. And you guys are doing um, great stuff for this sport in this country. So I appreciate you guys. Well, Ben Olsen, the quickest way to our heart is uh, placating our egos. So you're welcome anytime, (laughs) my friend. Let's give it up for Ben Olsen. All right, everybody. We're going to take our first and only break of the show. When we come back, we're going to do our best managers, like the best 11 with the managers that have managed in MLS. Will Ben Olsen make the cut? Will he be in the top 11? Come back and find out. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Welcome back, everyone, to In Soccer We Trust. I'm Jimmy Conrad alongside Charlie Davies and Heath Pierce. And if you were not watching that on YouTube, we just ran a promo for the incredible Brianna Scurry documentary that's called The Only. It's now streaming live on Paramount+. Plus. Go and watch it. it she's is amazing. Inc- she's amazing. She's incredible. She's Brianna a G. Brianna is the ultimate OG. She is. She is. I mean, it's, it's uh, someone I've been watching for a long time when, when the U.S. Women's National Team really started to emerge back in the day and obviously helped win the 1999 World Cup. And Brandy Chastain, who scored the winning penalty, said it wouldn't have, I wouldn't even have been in that position without Brianna Sco. So, so the fact that there's actually been something made for her, telling her life story, is, is awesome. really important. It's so important. So I just want to make sure that if you didn't see it on YouTube, you're just listening to this in podcast form, go over to Paramount Plus and, and give that a watch. It is, it is really, really uh, powerful, I think is the word I'm looking for. Also, just to throw it out there, we are nominated for the best podcast category in the People's Let's Choice go. Podcast Awards. Vote for In Soccer We Trust at podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up and then toggle down to the best podcast category. Find us and say, these are my guys. We want them to win more trophies to put them in their cabinets. All right. So who wants to go first with our best? Let, 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 let me go. Let me okay. go first. I've so, been so, waiting for this. And, and so just so everybody knows the ground rules here. Mm-hmm. It's any person that's managed, even caretaker manager, interim coach in MLS to form your best 11, like those players or managers that used to be players that, I mean, I think, yeah. I think, you know, the rules, but, but we do. Okay, cool. So Charlie, you, you've seemed very eager to go first. I'm very I'm curious about to see. This. Okay. Yes. So, so Charlie, go ahead and take it away. Give us, give us your best 11. 
All right, I'm going Walter Zenga in goal, the mm. international. Ooh, so yes. no love talk, for Brad Friedel. You, know, you talk about caretakers. I mean, Walter Zenga, are you kidding me? He had he he was he was the man. Okay. How, how could you not put him? And then I went Stevie Nickel at right back. We know what That's he cool. was able to do with mm-hmm. Liverpool. Yap Stam. Wait, wait, just and, wait. Zenga and Nickel are both New England Revolution coaches and you played for i just want to make sure we understand the bias that's happening yeah okay though <laughs> those, but, those, those yeah. are great choices i, I mean, don't want to take anything okay. from steven nicholas okay. amazing uh yap stom and i would have had deborah on the other side so stom would be my left center back but okay it is beside the point gabriel heinzel left back then mm-hmm. patrick vera and rude gullet so rude Hullet was obviously one of the best players to, to ever no question play for the netherlands okay so that's my that's my six good choice. and then i got uh, Guillermo Barros-Gelotto as my left winger, Preki on my right side because you wow. know he likes to cut in. He does cut on um, and Peter Novak was incredible with his time with the the um, Chicago Fire and just in, with 1860 Munich. And then TT Thierry Henry up top, come at me. Mm. Although there, that that's a lot of personalities first yeah. and foremost. That is, I, I I those guys would be. I mean, I've played with some of these guys and against them, they would be bitching at each other pretty much the whole game. But but they probably still have a lot of success. <laughs> yeah, they'd have a lot of success. He, you go on next. Who's who's your who's your coach? All right, wait, but who would you? No, take no, out? no. So, no. So my my whole thing is that when I built my 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 team, I tried to lean heavily towards uh, the t- the highest level players that had a degree of success as a, as a coach in Major League Soccer. So mine's going to be a little bit skewed differently as opposed to the best 11 of, of anybody that touched ground uh, in, in the U S so mine's mine skews a little bit differently, but it's got some, uh, it's got Zanga as well, just because not, a, he was probably the wow. one. What is, you had Zanga too. Let's go. Heath. Hey, what Jimmy, is- I went with Zanga just because of the fact that short time, not a, not a terrible run. And it's a massive name. You got to have that on there. Brad Friedel's, I mean, if, if if anybody was going to put Brad Friedel on, it had to be Charlie, and Charlie didn't do it, so I got the yeah. That's pass. true. So you, you know, if you want, if you want to, if you want to direct your anger, direct it to the comments, uh, you know, box <laughs> that is on Charlie's yeah, desk, not this mine. Is interesting, um, interesting. Mine, mine went to to degrees. I I try to look at it through the lens of like instead of building is just the best eleven only of 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 biggest name players, the most impressive players uh, during their time that just happened to get into coaching. I looked at it through the lens of like building a team of coaches who've had some degree of success, right? Won something, got to a final of something. So I had Greg Vanny, obviously won an MLS Cup, solid player. I don't know if Greg Vanny went to a World Cup, but I know he was in contention at one point. He didn't, no. He didn't? No. Um, But he spent some time in the national team, had his career in France as well. Dom Kinnear, another winner within the league, a defender. Just somebody that's a lifer, but also made it to the national team level. I believe Dom went to a world cup. Maybe he didn't. He was also somewhere in that, um, sort of long term in the national okay, team. Okay. Greg Berhalter as, as a coach, successful as a coach and, and as, as a, as a player. So I've got him on my list. Stevie nickel, similarly one, won some like a winning type of coach. I didn't want to go with just people that had trophies only Patrick Vieira. I don't believe, um, I don't think he won a supporter shield, but he built a good team and I just love Patrick Vieira. He's, he's awesome. He just had to be in my team. Jesse Marsh, Supporter Shield winner with 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 New York, uh, solid solid uh, midfielder as well as a player. Adrian Heath, mm. fantastic career as a player, and he got the credit for me just because he's spent he's put in the time in Major League Soccer, and with that and, has, and USL before that, yeah, and you know coming from Orlando and USL, and then and then you you know USL he might have been in, was he in Austin before USL? Wait, hey Charlie, is it is it weird he went? Like his name is Heath Pierce, and he went yeah. with somebody named Heath. I don't know. I'm just yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Savarisi, yeah. Savarisi should have gotten it if this was the uh, NASL 11, but then obviously first year has done well and continue to do well at, uh, at in Portland. So he's on my yeah. list for me. So I couldn't leave out just again. So how does Preki not get in this? I don't, I don't know how Ryan Nelson doesn't get yep. in this according to your standards and, and Preki. Okay. Yeah, what, Preki, Preki two-time MLS MVP. Didn't he get coach of the year with Chivas USA one season? Assistant yeah. with Seattle. I don't know. I agree with you, Charlie. This is sus. Little sus. <laughs> why, why, is it, why is it? You think because just because of the fact that? What about Tab Ramos? Like, I mean, that's another guy. I I feel like. What was his coaching he's, career he's, in MLS? He's playing in here. But what was his coaching career in MLS? Uh, average, bang average. Yeah. Yeah, so this is this is this is the point that I'm bringing up is I okay. mixed their their coaching uh, accolades and their playing accolades and tried to build a team out of those two things other than just being you know putting the biggest names and then Thierry Henry I actually think he got the team to the playoffs uh, his first year not a great record and then ends up leaving shortly after but he's Thierry Henry it was like I needed to make a few exceptions because by and large when I went with my model it was going to be 95% Americans in there uh, without shifting it a little bit just because the Americans have tended to stick around longer. And there's about- a little bias to that because most guys that are coaching that are not American aren't mm-hmm. looking to get another MLS job, right? They're going to go try to find a job somewhere else or continue their career elsewhere. Whereas most so no Ben, no Ben Olsen for either one of you guys. That's a, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a real knock to our special guest. I, 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 I agree, but he, he's definitely, he's definitely, you know, he, uh, and in Ben's words, he's hanging on the plane to make my 18, uh, in this, oh, uh, no. uh, uh, my 11, sorry. He makes my 18, but he's hanging on for my 11. He's a, he's a, he's a spot starter in this group, but, um, yeah, right. that, that was my combination of. Yeah. of uh, I want to see. I want to see Jimmy's. I'm really. All curious. right, let's go. Let's go to mine. Let's it's, throw kind it of a, it's kind of a mix of your two yours. I got Friedel in goal though. I went with Friedel, uh, mainly more based on his playing career, not his bit of a train. Wreck. I have a couple of train wreck managers in in this team. Rude Holt's another one who was an absolute disaster for the Galaxy during his time. I went with Chirondolo. I think Stevie Nichols probably the better choice in terms of what we're trying to do right, here, but least, I, least, there was, least, there was Neville, you, Neville, also Neville, Neville, Neville could have been there. Neville yeah. Could Neville could have been, been there. So I, yeah. I went with Shrundle. Um, okay. Yop Stom, another train wreck, uh, in the league as a manager, a- absolute train wreck. Oh, I'll yeah. go Robin Frazier though. Not a train wreck. Um, big, big fan of Robin. I, I, mm-hmm. uh, got to train with the galaxy when I was 19 or 20 and he was the big center back with Vanny and Dan Kalichman and those guys. And I always looked up to him. So I might have trouble understanding these things that we make guys, because I seem to always be off the mark of what we're trying to build here. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I, I asked the question and what I was told was best 11 period. That's what, that's in what I said. Of, that's yes, that's what I thought. Of, that's what I In terms of managers, nothing to do with success because if you throw in success, then like, this completely changes. I mean, you, you could probably make, like a train wreck manager, best 11, that would be pretty good. Cause you got Yap Stam, Friedel, Vieira. Yeah. Uh, no, not Vieira. Hullet, um, Henri is <laughs> kind of on the fence. So, so Gabriel Heinz says another train wreck. Train wreck. Back. <laughs> I just looked at him like his playing career. Vanny in terms of like success. It, literally in the very first one from, from producer Des says Gabriel Heinz out on account of how lousy a job he did at Atlanta. So I, <laughs> I took that as there's gotta be some, some sort of, uh, a value to yeah. being Ru- successful, man. And there's a lot of people. Kobe here Jones saying, was an interim. No, yeah, yeah. But Kobe so Jones was, was an so, interim. He had like a cup of coffee as a. So wasn't Walter Zenga in there? So wasn't Zenga? But I will say, Rooney would obviously be in, in our eleven. I didn't. I didn't take into account Rooney because it was, I, so, I didn't so, take into account either. He had. Yeah. He actually hasn't started the job yet, or I yeah. wouldn't have. I wouldn't say I've started the job yet because they've lost every game since he. Yeah, he he, he really hasn't. He hasn't been on the sideline, so I didn't count Rooney yet. Yeah, I had to get Preki in there for the same reasons that you did, Chuck. Uh, Kobe mm-hmm. Jones, I just wanted to give a shout-out to 
a player that I don't think actually gets the respect that he deserves. He uh, definitely he does not. Unbelievable career. And I got to watch him play when he was at UCLA back in the day. That's that's what I uh, was aspiring to play to. There was no MLS at the time to aspire to. So I am very familiar with Kobe for a long time. Um, so I would I love to, to see Charlie's there. again, uh, producer Alex. If you throw yeah, that throw out. it up based on based on those based on Charlie's parameters, I've I've got some uh, agreements and, and maybe some disagreements as well. Throw it up, throw it up, just to look at it through the lens of best uh, 11. best yeah. eleven. Um, yes. Okay, I mean it's it's pretty pretty. It's pretty solid. Again, you could maybe call for Neville or 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 Trundle no, right back over Nickel. Not over Stevie Nickel. So wait, wait, wait. Neville? The yes. Class, like Manchester talking, United we're, class of. Uh, we're, not talking, we're not talking 92. Gary Neville. This is Phil Neville. There's okay. a big difference. Yeah, that's there is true. But he was still he, he was still solid in Man United and then Everton. Don't in Man United because he 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 had a sip of coffee. No, he was there like, for from yeah from he a was young there age for, for a yeah, bit, but he wasn't. He wasn't Gary Neville. He wasn't playing yeah, like that's that. True. Still made it. Maybe at, at Everton. Everton. Yeah, yeah sure. Still playing Europe with Everton. We're talking Stevie Nickel, time. bro. We're talking yeah. Stevie Nickel. That's, that's so so. Precky for sure. I would put Precky in. I've I've loved Precky since he was an indoor player. Um, I, I agree with that. Pull it. You could actually put him on any line. Um, yep. Vieira. Yep. Scalotto's one where I I just think about. Uh, what a player though. Yep. Go Unbelievable. Ahead, Unbelievable. Dude. I agree. I agree. Uh, playing against him, that guy's who, tiny. I could who, never, I can never get the ball off of him. Never. Who could never you get put close? Who could you put on, on there? I, I went through every single manager ever in the history of MLS. There is not a single person that you could take Schelotto off for. Not a single. I person. actually struggled to fill my my winger spots based on my my parameters of having some sort of success. There were That's none. Why I, threw I ended Jones up playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, was, it was actually pretty shot. It, and it's actually saying more than anything that. Uh, Based on my parameters, not a lot of good attackers, uh, successful as managers. Or, or I goalies. Continue to say, or especially goalies. wingers. There is not a good winger slash no. coach out there that I've 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 come across consistently. I, and I goalies say, as well. Yeah, it was Brad Friedel, but Brad Friedel I don't think was um, all that had a had a good window and still wasn't I think successful. Z no, uh, Zenga was the one. Where I was just like, what a cool name to throw on anyway. Hey, uh, Brad Friedel uh, had zero success as a manager. I would say in terms of guys who are do who did well, Pablo Mastroeni, but. Is not playing over any of those guys. Oscar Perea, Greg Berhalter, Tab Ramos, Steve Chirundolo. How about Matias Almeida? Aaron played two World Cups for Argentina. Yeah, I was going to say Aaron Vinter as well with Toronto uh, FC. Aaron Vinter. Vinter. Yeah. That's a yeah. great shout for yeah. dumpster fire. Picks. Ryan, Ryan Nelson. Uh, let's see. You could, oh, you know, Toronto. talk about Peter Vermees, Carl Robinson, Robin Frazier. Uh, that's that's about it. I had Clavijo as a, a potential backup left back as well Aaron at Vinter. a certain point. Um, just again, as wow. beca because of the fact that he, Clevio, I think played in a world cup and he also was, um, I, I think he got a supporter shield at some point as, as, as a coach, but that was a shout out, you know, rest in peace, Fernando. But like, yeah. that was another one that was on my list as well. I was like, I was trying to build some depth, uh, through these, through these positions based on very different parameters, but yeah. I'm trying to think of the all dumpster fire 11. Cause you could have people on goal. <laughs> Yeah, Heinze, DeBoer, Stam. Yep, Stam. Yeah, you could have uh, Aaron, uh not Aaron Vinter. Um, uh, Neville, yeah, yeah, you could have Aaron, Aaron, Neville Vinter. Still oh, Aaron Vinter. Aaron yeah, Almeida, Almeida, Almeida. Yeah, yeah, Vinter's in there for sure. Almeida. Yeah. You, would you put Neville? Neville's not not come out of a dumpster fire yet. I don't know. Henri might need to be on that list. Henri made the playoffs uh, no, though. I'll Henri give Henri that's true. That's true. He, he he struggled more with Monaco. That's true. Yeah. That's fair. Um, Vel and, Velko uh, Panovic. Panovic. 
He could be on there for sure. Wouldn't yeah. Peter Novak be on your dumpster fire eleven then? If it was based yes. on Novak on, would on be on in results? the dumpster. Yes, for a whole bunch of reasons. Yeah, but not the results because he won an MLS Cup in two thousand four. He was the head coach. Uh, he did have a DC. I was thinking more so, of his time. Yeah. Can't really, yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah, that's true. All the other, out, you know, all the extra. Stuff. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. And then uh, who else would be on that dumpster fire eleven? Um, Jason Christ. No, he won an MLS. No, he Cup. won a two thousand nine oh, Cup. He, he's Jay tre- Heaps. He's, tre- he's, tre- he's, <laughs> he's trending in that direction. Christ. I'm just yeah. kidding. I love you, Jay. Yeah. I'm raising the roof in your honor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, who else? Who else is there? Uh, gosh, there's got to be a couple more in that in that dumpster fire eleven that. Um, Mm. Yeah, just really sucked. <laughs> um, uh, let, let me go. I'm a, I'm looking at the list right I'm now. looking at all the lists. I'm looking as well at the list. I would put Shellis Heinemann as the coach of my Dumpster Fire 11 because he had a team that could have been great <laughs> and just destroyed it. So he's coaching my Dumpster Fire 11 for me. Um, oh, man, who else is there? There's got to be... Uh, there's, got, there's other guys for sure. Let us know if you're if you're listening or watching this right now. Hit us up in the comments yeah. or hit us up at ISWT Pod <laughs> on Twitter. ISWT Pod on Twitter. Drop us a follow. Let us yeah, know. get us out of this, Jimmy, before we get in trouble, man. Yeah, gonna, well, yeah you know what? Actually, this is a great time to end the show. It is done. In soccer, we oh, trust is over for today, but we're coming back at you tomorrow, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. We're gonna get after it. It's actually a mailbag episode, so if you have any questions as well for us, and don't Bring ask them. us to. To continue our, our dumpster fire 11 managers because we want to end the show right now hit us up in the comments now but preferably hit us up on twitter iswt pod any question you want answered we will do that tomorrow it's a special mailbag episode go make that happen we appreciate your guys' support so on behalf of producer des producer alex our special guest ben olson charlie chuck wagon davies hollywood heat pierce i'm jimmy cream cheese conrad saying thank you for listening and watching Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.